Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Lil Dudes Insect Academy podcast, where we discover more about the extremely diverse world of entomology with your host, Braden Coy. Alright, I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, little new intro. It didn't really change at all. I didn't change the wording, but I did record it in the new studio. So um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Also a new outro coming at the end. So stay tuned for that. But uh, anyways, I have a really cool interview for you guys to enjoy today. Um, And I recorded it actually a few months ago. I'm actually pretty ahead of the actual recording schedule, which is a good thing. Um, But yeah, I have a couple more lined up for you guys coming up in the coming weeks. Um, But I hope you guys enjoy this last one um, before Thanksgiving if you're in America. Um, Happy Thanksgiving. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy it and have a uh, great day. All right, guys. So I'm here with Nancy Miarelli, and I'm super excited about our talk today. She has not been on the show before. um, But regardless, I'm really excited to talk about what she does. Um, So welcome to the show, Nancy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I am an entomologist, which means that I study bugs, and I live in Ecuador, where I, when there's not a pandemic, I'm doing tourism <laughs> focused on insects and ecology and culture. And when there is a pandemic, I run entomology workshops online in a gamified fashion. So very cool. a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so how long have you lived in Ecuador for? Wow, I August was five years. I can't believe wow. it. It's so long. Wow, that's that's really amazing. So, do you like living there? Is it kind of your, I guess, your home or? Um... Yeah, I definitely feel like it's my home now. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of people are like, "Oh, when are you going home?" I'm like, "Do you, do you mean to the states?" That's not my home. I don't. I, I vacation to the states. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> yeah, most people vacation to Ecuador. You vacation yeah. to the states. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned really uh, briefly that um, your job has changed a lot um, with COVID. So I yeah. guess let's just start with what you used to do. Um, your tours and things like that. Yeah, and I am definitely looking to get my tours back up and running as soon Mm -hmm. as it's obviously safe and feasible, but basically I lead customized and personalized tours of Ecuador. So you contact me through my website and you're like, hey, I want these kind of things. I like visiting, seeing these kind of you know, ecosystems. I'm interested in finding these kind of bugs. I like just generally everything. I want some Mm -hmm. history in it. I don't. I want to go to the beach. I want to see monkeys. And I take all your information and build you a couple itineraries or just kind of general travel summaries I think you'd like. And then you pick one of those and then we fill it with all of these activities I think that you'd specifically like. And those are modified the best I can to your budget, um, the time that you want to spend in the country and the activities that you want to do. So do you usually do this for basically anybody that wants to, or are they usually like scientists? No, in fact, I'm, that's the thing that I'm really proud of is that I have people visiting me like all over the board. I had Mm. everyone from like a firefly expert to like an art history major who's like, I like art and writing and stuff. So (laughs) that's the thing that I really like about, about what I do is that, most of the time my clients are just kind of nature enthusiasts in general, but if you Mm. do have a very, if you do have a lot of science background or you're looking for a specific thing, we can tailor it and I can do all that. That's really interesting. Um, So what, I guess, how is your job? You you mentioned that your job has changed a lot. Has it um, 
like do you like your new um i guess more i guess we'll talk about more um what you're doing now i guess and then do you actually like it more or less or sort of the same or do you want to keep doing it afterwards um yeah i think that's a great question because i feel like so many people were forced to just automatically just think of something else to do yeah <laughs> especially if you're running your own business all of a sudden you're like uh, <laughs> yeah. So I actually really like what I was doing or what I am doing. Um, I had actually tossed around the idea of entomology workshops like two or three years ago. Mm. It got to this point where I was like, do I want to do tourism or do I want to do entomology workshops? And I decided tourism because I was like, I live in Ecuador. I could do online classes from anywhere, right? Yeah. So I'm going to capitalize on the fact that I live in Ecuador. But they yeah. had always been on the radar. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited because they really are so much fun. I love talking about insects in any capacity possible. I love in the workshops that I can really deep dive into insect biology and ecology. Mm -hmm. And I'm really hoping to do some kind of like hybrid in the future. So if I keep doing these workshops and I build a community that really likes them, like maybe the next workshop, is in Ecuador you know we're looking at these things in in the field so I'm I'm really excited about it and also it was kind of like the missing piece for me when I was doing tourism because our big seasons are July August September so like the summer and mm. then December like November December and January mm. were kind of like the big full-on seasons but then on off season you're like now yeah, what do I do? Now what do I do? Yeah. So I think this will be really good. I can kind of switch between doing the tourism and doing these entomology workshops. So I think it'll actually work out really well. Yeah, it seems like it. And uh, your workshops are specifically bug-based, right? Yes, they're 100% arthropod and insect-based. So the last one mm. we just ran is called Chemtails, which is all about insect defenses and offenses and their chemical ecology. So we're, okay. we really got into the nitty gritty about like, you know, what chemicals are they harboring? What are those chemicals doing to arthropods? What are they doing to you if they sting you? Mm -hmm. And like, how are these arthropods using these chemicals in their everyday life? And so the whole thing was actually done in a gamified way. So the participants earned badges. Those badges, oh, wow. they earned points for those badges. With the points, they could buy insects to build and they would take arthropods and convert their chemical ecology into a playable card. And then I am now tasked with organizing all of it. And it's a playable card game that I'm mailing to everyone's house. So Dang. I'm really excited about it. That is <laughs> We will really be running cool. it again. <laughs> that is a really good idea. That is a really good idea. Um, yeah. So do you do these live? Are they live? And are these workshops live? Yeah, so these workshops are kind of a combination of both. So they run at a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. So this one ran from August 14th and just ended last week. And it's a combination of pre-recorded videos that I put up on YouTube that you can watch at your own time and a combination of live question answer sessions. I did some of the live question answer sessions, but we also had guests in who had various expertise in various aspects of chemicals, biology, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so if you lived on the other side of the world, because we did have some people from like Portugal and Australia, you could, we recorded all of the lives. So you could watch them the day after, but you could still submit your question ahead of time and it would still be answered during the live session. 
Wow. That's really cool. So, so, um, do you have one that you're working on right now or do you have one that's running right now, I guess, or are you still working on developing a new one? So I'm in the final sets of finishing up the chemtails. So right now we're printing all of the cards and getting them all mailed out to everyone's houses. Mm -hmm. And then I'm taking a slight break to update my visa for Ecuador. Yeah. (laughs) Because that expired during the pandemic. So I couldn't actually do anything about that. Oh, Um, yeah. And then for definitely for the summer, I'm thinking about doing like a arthropods in your backyard. It'd be like insect identification but you would be building your own Arthrodex, so like a Pokedex in uh, yeah. like Pokemon. You'd be building yeah. your own Arthrodex, but it would be a field guide at the end. So you'd be creating your own field guide that you could then take out to your backyard and use to identify the insects in your backyard. Wow. So are you, so, thinking, about, are you thinking about selling this game just by itself at some point? Yeah, so I was so surprised that I had so many people ask me about it. Like, really, the intention of the card game was really to get the students to think about this chemical ecology Mm -hmm. and, like, parse it down into a way that would be a a cool way to communicate it or a cool way to show it. And when I was talking to my friend Audrey, who's helping me run the class because she's getting her PhD in, like, gamification of education. Really? She was like, no, but what if we made it a real card game? And I was like, "I, I guess we could. Like, I'll put my brain to it and then I had so many people ask me can we actually buy this game Mm -hmm. and it was really just supposed to be a thing for the students to kind of like an exercise a tool exactly and it was just kind of like this bonus thing at the end but I've gotten so much interest in it that I'm thinking about taking the core of what I did and then you know and then maybe actually trying to kickstart it but I had no plans to before Mm -hmm. whatsoever but I've had enough people ask me like you know, this card game sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. That's really interesting. So have you had people do like art for the cards or are yeah, they just sort so of? Yeah, so this was so cool. So I know that some people didn't, couldn't do art and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like, but we have a couple illustrators in the class and they went all out and, and drew. And we have a couple photographers in the class as well. And, and they took photos and used their own personal photos for the cards. Um, so that's one of the things that I would have to do if I did kickstart it is that like all of the cards, because it was just supposed to be fun, like there's no stylization, mm-hmm. consistency. Uniformity. Yeah. There's no uniformity. Like mm-hmm. some of them, are, like one of my favorite cards that one of the students made was, it's from the bullet ant. And so yeah. he put a picture of Neo like dodging and like a gun <laughs> shooting bullet ants. And so I think that was just like hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. And then that's so, and then we had another student who just took like a regular picture of, it's a Eloides beetle that she um benzoquinones out of his butt basically just like farts um and she wrote bootylicious next to it and then like modified beyonce lyrics for the description which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious um and i have my friend she also she did a she made all of her insects out of clay and then took pictures of them and used those for the card. So there's like no, like there's no uniformity. They're all Mm -hmm. really amazing. So I think it'll be really fun for everyone, all the participants in the class to get this deck at the end and see like all the art and all the hard work and kind of the takes that everyone took on it. But if I were to actually like sell it or kickstart it, obviously Mm -hmm. like the art would have to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah, well, that that's a really great idea. That is so cool. Um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about you then. Um, okay. <laughs> did um, did you? Uh, what was your schooling like? Did you have a college education? What was your um, younger education like? I guess. So yeah. I guess just start with that. 
So I went to undergrad at Union College. It's a small liberal arts college in upstate New York. And I started researching birds because that's due to a, a long, whimsical story of the registration office forgetting I was a biology major and then not being able to get a thesis major ended up, or a thesis professor just ended up in birds. And okay. during my time with birds, I realized that I didn't like birds and fell into a swamp trying to catch dragonflies. And I was like, this is much better. <laughs> so <Yep>. I... <laughs> So I like, it really just kind of literally put the bug in my ear, <laughs> but I'm Tish. <laughs> yeah. And when I went to Australia, because I did a term abroad in Australia, mm. we, I had met an entomologist who did outreach and she, you know, she had Goliath stick insects and there was a, a project for our terrestrial ecology class about insects. And I was like, I think I really like these things. And now I've met an entomologist. Now I know it's a thing. Like I didn't think you could study bugs before mm -hmm. that point. Yeah. And I really sat down and thought about it. And it's like, I guess I'm going to go to grad school for insects. So then I got my master's from the university of Georgia. Wow. Yeah. So um, like growing up then, did you have any, um, really anything with bugs or were you I not did, really interested I, yet? Or I grew yeah, so I grew up in the middle of the woods in Connecticut, like on a one-lane dirt road. My house is styled after the 18th century houses, so it, like you literally awesome. drive up the dirt road and it looks like you went in a time machine because all the awesome. houses are in that style. So mm -hmm. it is very awesome now. It was not awesome when I was in second grade, and I was like, why are we so weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my parents just like threw me outside every day and my parents never were afraid of anything. They didn't, weren't afraid of insects. We had so many different field guides. If I was ever afraid of something, my dad would just be like, all right, let's look it up in the book. And so I actually had a lot of experience with insects, mainly because I'm nearsighted and couldn't see far away. So that just left everything mm. that was crawling on the ground, frogs, lizards, or we didn't have lizards in Connecticut, but Snakes, yeah. <laughs> um, bugs, and one of my first memories. So my dad tells me the story of when I was really, really young. I got a firefly stuck in my hair, and I cried because I was like five, and I didn't know why my hair was glowing. And the one that I remember is I picked up a big stag beetle, and I remember it bit me and it hurt. But that wasn't what surprised me the most. It was that my hand like literally smelled like trash for like three days, and I couldn't do anything about it. I washed my hand with soap, laundry detergent, like anything. I didn't makeup remember like anything in my hands like everything in my parents bathroom all like the hmm. kitchen supplies like and I just could not get that stench off my hand it smells like three days and that's the thing that I really wow. remember and so <laughs> like you were 10. wondering you were wondering like why does it do this or were you just kind yeah. of yeah I uh, know I was like why like how is that possible I was like everyone tells you you can bite like this that's not even the worst part of it yeah and when I started doing the research for birds in my undergrad I just remember being so curious about insects. I remember asking my boss, because he was, he'd actually studied insects too. He was doing dragonfly surveys and we also had pollinator surveys happening. It was in the Albany pine bush with the endangered carnivore blue butterflies. So lots okay. of bug projects. Yeah. I'd be like, why is this bug doing this thing? Why does this bug look like that? Why, like, what does this bug eat? What is this? And he'd just be like, we don't know. I'm like, what do you mean we don't know? Just look it up. He's like, no, 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 no. Like science does not know like simple mm. things, like what some of these things eat, like how, like their life cycle of some of these mm -hmm. things, like why they're these different colors. We just yeah. don't know. And to me, just like that, like they're so beautiful. They're so charismatic. They're so interesting. I was like, how the hell don't we know? Like yeah. imagine going to the Galapagos Islands and you have a guide, right? And the guide's like, yes, that is a marine iguana. 
And then someone else asked, like, oh, cool, what does it eat? And the guy's like, (laughs) 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 like, but that's what it's like for so many, like, big beetles and Mm -hmm. other, like, really beautiful, interesting insects. Like, we just don't know even the fundamentals. Like, what do they eat? Just because they're they're often overlooked so much. That's probably why. Exactly. But I was like, how is this possible? So I think that, like, in combination with how interesting and I think they are just the fact that we didn't know so much about them really, really drew me into them. I was like, someone has to advocate for these guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the case with a lot of people that I've been talking to is it's a really similar story to that. Um, Basically, you know, they were told I, we don't know much about, uh, you know, uh, this certain bug or this certain family of bugs and, and this um, person just like you is really inspired to solve the mysteries, I guess. And so that's a big theme that I've been seeing with um, with people that I've been talking to on the show recently is it's a very similar story. So I, I mean, think that's... Just makes, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just seems um, like a really good reason. Um, yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting. So It makes so much sense, to be honest. I mean, it's like how much in your textbooks do we know about mammals and, like, mm-hmm. biology and, all of, like, all of these things. Like, insects weren't even discovered to have immune systems until something stupid like the 60s. Mm-hmm. It's like, like yeah. you know, just these really, really basic things, about 58% of the biodiversity on the planet. I think that's the thing that, like, floors me most like all right so you want to like study some some crazy deep sea creature okay makes sense that we don't know a lot about it but 58 percent of the biodiversity on the planet and we're just like yeah yeah (laughs) definitely i think that that's a big that's a big uh surprise to me and insects take up a big percentage of the life on the planet so most of those are you know, insects or arthropods or um, something of that nature, right? So I think that's a really um, bizarre thing that it's hard to wrap your head around um, that we still don't know so much about them. Um, So yeah, that's really cool. And we're using so much of like the solutions that they have to common problems. So one of the Mm -hmm. most, I mean, there's so many interesting things, but Mm -hmm. one of the ones that immediately comes to mind is that earwigs have wings. They can fly with them. They fold up, the giant wing of the earwig can fold up into a space that's 10 times smaller than the wing when it's expanded. Mm -hmm. And it does this through this kind of self-remembering and self-folding origami that's a combination of how the wing just kind of self-remembers and folds and the fact that it's made out of a really elastic material called resilin. But we're studying those to be able to smash electronics into small and smaller places you can get more computing power in cell phones you can get like more uh, like just more processing power just more anything into a smaller area and we're also looking at that for living in space like on the international space station how do we oh, fold yeah. these things that these people need every day to live up in space in really really tiny areas mm. and so many of these arthropods have solutions to common problems like that they're just being overlooked and understudied so yeah yeah, that's definitely true also. So, um, Nancy, who uh, – this is a question that I really love to ask people. Um, so who is your biggest inspiration? Who's your biggest who, – who's somebody that you look up to? Maybe two people that you look up to a lot. You don't actually have to know this person. Um, you know, some people say, you know, Steve Irwin or really somebody that you're just inspired by. <laughs> this is going to sound so crazy. <laughs> I love Taylor Swift. I'm, like, such a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And the thing is, like, I've been following her. Like, we're we're basically the same age. So mm-hmm. I've been following her since I've been in high school. So that's yeah. basically when she started. And yeah. I just remember reading all these interviews and seeing all these interviews with her. And she was just like, oh, like, my production team, like, wanted me to do this thing. But I didn't like it. And that's not where my vision was. So I did this mm-hmm. other thing. Yeah. Everyone said that I wasn't writing my own music. So this new album is entirely written by just me. Like, mm-hmm. everyone said my album wouldn't sell if my, like, like sexy body wasn't on the cover so I just took a picture a Polaroid picture of half my face and it's like Mm -hmm. the most it's the the album that sold the most so just like just just the fact that she was like I have this idea and just like did it and didn't let Mm -hmm. like industry standards get in her way I think is really really inspiring so especially you know, when I started doing SciComm, I mean, I guess I started doing SciComm like six years ago at this point, there weren't a whole lot of people doing it. Um, and a lot of people were just telling me that I was wasting my time, even like yeah. getting into teaching or, or doing it. And so I don't know, just the fact that she was like, well, I'm going to do what I want. You yeah. <laughs> tell me this won't work, <laughs> whatever. I'm like the number one of the highest grossing artists of all yeah. time. Something like <laughs> so, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. I know that's probably like really random, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so somebody is there somebody in science that you might um look up to that you can think of off your top of your head or something? Um hmm. I don't know. I like I tend not to like get particularly Okay, yes. So there I had one professor actually in Australia. And I think mm-hmm. he's the reason why I got became a teacher. At the end of the day, like I consider myself an educator and I think he's the reason why I became an educator. He yeah. was studying plants, uh, specifically pollinator roles of cycads and how weevils of all things are pollinating cycads in Australia, which is wow. really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And he, I swear if he wasn't a professor, he would be on Broadway. Just the way that this man could <laughs> like teach and like perform was better. Like our second class with him uh was in it's it was my australian term abroad there is this poem uh and it was about for uh i forget the title of it now but it was written by an australian and she was writing about all these things that other people thought were bad about australia like the big deserts and like the red sand and like all of these things but she was Mm -hmm. like i love a sunburned country that's what it's called i love a sunburned country and she went through and she talked about each of the different points my professor had the poem memorized, like delivered it, like poetry slam night, and then was like, okay, let's talk about the ecology in this poem. Let's talk about the things that she's talking about. And then related like all of these ecological things wow. and concepts and ecosystems to wow. that poem. Wow. And I just remember like, I didn't give a about plants. I don't know if you can swear. <laughs> I did not care about plants <laughs> at all. And then I just walking into this class is like, plants are amazing like biology is amazing and just watching people not care at all to becoming so Mm. interested Mm -hmm. I was like I want to do that I want to do that for someone else I want to get someone who doesn't think they care at all about biology insects whatever and I want them to fall in love with this natural world as much as I have fallen in love with it and so Mm -hmm. I would say that he he, like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It was my senior year of college. I was really worried because I had, like, no plan. And mm-hmm. at the end, I, I wrote him a letter, actually. It was like, I think because of you, I want to become a teacher and an educator. 
and that's really yeah cool. well here i am that's <laughs> very cool yeah yeah so um so other than your work and your bugs and your touring uh touring things um what are some other i guess hobbies that you enjoy to sort of um doing your free time yeah it's so funny because like everyone's like what do you do in your free time like i don't know find other ways to work i guess <laughs> um so one of the projects that i'm really excited about and this is gonna like sound so random um yeah but my friend like really got me into tarot and I don't believe that tarot can tell the future or anything, but I just like the fact that you have a random chance and of like pulling a random card. And it just like, I'm really bad at journaling and kind of self-reflecting. And it just makes me think like, Oh, what can I like self-reflect upon about this theme today? And so I really like it. Um, but there's so much symbolism behind the cards. It's like this tangible art that you can use all the time. And like there's symbolism of the cards. And so mm. I am building my own tarot deck that combines like the symbolism and the card mythology of the original tarot, but combining that with insect biology and history. So yeah. each so of the tarot- So you're it back into your work. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So yep. it's like, I'm like really excited, but I really like to do art and I really like to draw. I'm not sure if you can see the wall behind me. I mean, I no one on your yeah. podcast, and, but yeah. <laughs> I drew it, I painted it. So Very um, cool. But yeah, so I'm really excited because I think it'll be a cool way to get insect biology into the hands of people who aren't normally even into science. When you think about tarot readers and like crystal readers and all those things, like you don't think anyone like scientifically minded or anything. And I'm always mm -hmm. trying to think about how do we branch out? How do we break out of this science echo chamber? And, you know, I've already started talking to some tarot readers about this idea of taking the symbolism of the cards and matching it up with the biology. So the handbook comes with like the, the symbolism, the journal prompts of the tarot card, and also the biology of the arthropod that I chose mm -hmm. and a little bit about it um, and a little bit what we know about it. And I'm really excited because I'm hoping that I can get science and insects and science communication into the hands of people who might not otherwise seek it out or mm -hmm. like want it, you know? Yeah. So excited about that. And then in my free, free time when I'm not doing anything, I, I like to play video games. Nice. So what system do you play then? I have a PS4. Very cool. What, what, what's your like favorite game? Um, I guess, I don't know. It's always hard for me to choose, but do you have like one game that stands out to you as one of your favorites? The uh, the first Kingdom Hearts. I have such good oh, memories yeah. of playing that in high school with my oh, friend. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to have a play. I wasn't allowed to have any gaming station uh, mm -hmm. gaming stations. Um, I tricked my grandparents into getting me a Game Boy, but other than that, I remember very fondly playing Kingdom Hearts with my friend on her floor in her room in high school and also Pokemon, which I think is oh, yeah. also how I became a scientist. And oh yeah, scientist. definitely. As I just remember Professor Oak in the in red being like, some people battle the Pokemon and some people study them. And I remember 10 year old me was like, I wish Pokemon existed. So that way I could study the Pokemon too. <laughs> and then I grew up and realized it's called ecology and mm -hmm. you can do that. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. That's really funny. Yeah. So um, I guess we're going to start wrapping up here. So did I happen to forget anything? Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we get into um, like where we can go to find your stuff? Uh, no, I think that's, I think that's everything. <laughs> now everyone knows that I'm a diehard, diehard Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So where can my viewers go? Uh, and me go to find the work you're doing, your, maybe a website, social media, 
really whatever so we can follow along. Yeah, so if you're interested in uh, any kind of tours or getting staying up to date on when I'm hosting workshops, my, yeah. the best place is my website, which is just cybugs.info. If you just want to learn about bugs all like every week, I'm really putting a lot of effort into my YouTube channel. I just released two React videos on the 10 most dangerous insects. So that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, I bet. Uh, and then otherwise I have Twitter at Cybugs and Instagram at Cy.Bugs and Facebook at Cybugs. So All right. <laughs> basically just, just search Cybugs. I'll pop up. Yep. Yep. Well, I can also link it in the uh, description of this episode, guys. So you can that go That would check. be awesome. Yeah. You guys can go check her, um, all of her stuff out. And uh, yeah, Nancy, thank you so much for being on the thank show. Thank you so much. This yeah. was awesome. It was really, a bunch really of, yeah. That was a lot of fun. So um yeah, thank you so much again. All right, have a good day. All right, I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode with Nancy. Um, it was a really great time. I hope to have her on the show later um, at some point. It was a really great time. We have very similar uh, like interests. We're both very passionate about educating about insects. And uh, I really got along with her. So I hope you guys enjoyed that um, as much as I did. So yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And happy Thanksgiving. If you enjoyed this episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, then go ahead and check us out on our website, www.lilledudesinsectacademy.com. Also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, we are lilledudesinsectacademy.com. Just search it up, it'll show up. Also, if you really enjoyed this episode, definitely uh, go down, scroll down, and leave a review of the podcast if you really enjoyed it. And consider sharing it with one of your family and friends. And with that, that is it for this episode. Keep on bugging.